Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace Field wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back and listening to the show this week. I had so many topics that I wanted to talk about and then COVID-19 happened or coronavirus. So here's a little bonus episode instead uh, before I get into any other teaching. I feel like over the course of the last week, our world has kind of been turned upside down. I mean, my dad went away on vacation and came back a week later to what he describes as apocalyptic. So I don't think it's the actual apocalypse, but it's certainly unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. Medical supplies are scarce, people are panicking, and the nation is in a state of emergency. Uh, just a few hours ago, I, as I was working on this podcast, I found out that one of my very closest best friends is at home in quarantine. So not the person that I interviewed last week, someone else, but still someone very near and dear to my heart. And to hear that news had me kind of freaking out a little bit. But I'm not here to promote panic and fear. There's plenty of other media outlets for that. I'm here instead to share what I've come to realize over the course of the last week, the last couple of days, even the last couple of hours. Some of these things I already knew, but certainly now have a more clear perspective of. I invite you to take that journey with me and explore some of these points for yourself. So the first point I want to make on that subject is treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated. Or as Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. What does this mean? For me, it means meet your neighbor's reaction to this crisis with one of love rather than judgment. Think they're overreacting by the amount of toilet paper loaded in the back seat? I get it. But there's a better way to react than eye-rolling, making comments, or judging their fear. Meeting them with love means treating them with compassion. Clearly, they are living with more fear than you are, and that has to be a really dark place. Someone just found out some bad news and is acting despondent? Allow them the space to process the news. Allow them to feel safe around you and not judged for having a moment of fear, anxiety, or sadness. 
This is especially true if that person is your child or spouse. They need to know that their feelings of grief or worry are safe to express at home. And for goodness sake, do not yell at them to be positive or worse yet ask, what's wrong with you? There is nothing wrong with someone who has feelings to process. Let's remember that and show them compassion. Yes, I agree. God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. That's in 1 Timothy 7. But in that, let's also seek self-discipline and offering our opinions where they weren't asked for in the first place. I know for me, I'm a very emotional person and I can get wrapped up. And I know certainly last night when I found out about my friend, I was really upset. But the initial reaction of people to be like, oh my gosh, relax or calm down or stay positive. That's something that could be really hurtful. And I realize that if it's hurtful to me, it would be hurtful to somebody else. So I say that from experience uh, and also because I've noticed that sometimes it's my initial reaction for other people. I run out there and figure that I got to fix things for them. But the bottom line is they're not asking me to fix it and they're really maybe just venting or needing a moment to process. Next, I want to say tomorrow is not promised to us. This is one of those points that we already know, but do we know, no, you know, it's like the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge and Almost like a difference between knowing what we have to do and then actually applying what we have to do. That for me is one of those. Yes, I know tomorrow is not promised to me, but to actually behave in a way that shows I believe that, I'll be honest, it's, I don't always do that. I want to say so often in our society, we take for granted the little things we have like access to food supplies and the unrestricted ability to join, enjoy life outside with others. And over the last couple of days, we've started to see how those little things can start to go away. I know it's definitely first world problems, but truly finding gratitude in those little things will help to start to change our perspective from entitled to humble. Let's spend some time and cherish moments with our family. Spend time with your spouse and your children. I think of like, just, I want to snuggle up in bed. I want to have family movie nights. I want to play games and not worry so much about the fact that um, I can't go to a Broadway show right now or a basketball game or a baseball game or any of the other things that we might have wanted to do before. Everything in your life could completely change tomorrow, in an hour. I woke up this morning with a sense of dread and really had to spend some quiet time in prayer to feel peace again. Remember that we don't have 100% control over our life and circumstances. At least a small part of it is dependent on the actions of others. God gave us all free will. That means that all we can do is control our own actions. And for me, I plan to make sure my actions are in line with what God's will is and that, and believe that as long as I'm doing that, I'll be protected. Number three, trust that God is sovereign. 
Whatever it is we're going through today, God has a plan and a reason for it. And we may not completely understand it or be happy with it, but I think we can live much more peaceful lives if we understand that God has control over it all. And I get it. Not everyone is going to agree with me on this. This is usually a huge topic for fighting and debate. Not everyone will see it the same. There's going to be people who get angry at God, people who blame him and say that if he is really sovereign and good, how could he let such bad things happen in the world? Well, I believe that God created the universe. And the one thing he chose to not have control over is our free will. He wants us to follow him out of love and fear. And I know that's hard for people. All people, believers and non-believers, have a difficult time when it comes to time of loss, pain, and tragedy. But the bottom line is we won't know all the answers in this lifetime. But God expects us to trust him anyway. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's out of Proverbs 3 and that's verse 5 and 6. And I really believe that I, you know, I, again, I know that it's a hot topic. It's something people argue about and they get really heated over. But for me, it gives me a sense of peace to know that he's in control. And so I only say it to you because I know that it offers me a sense of peace. And I hope that maybe it might offer you a sense of peace as well. Lastly, Number four, can we find any value in this time? A friend and mentor of mine, she said, breathe in this moment of slowness. And that prayer really resonated with me. Because sometimes in my life, I find it really hard to rest. I'm taking the time to spend home with family right now and figuring it a time of forced rest. As wives and mom, we're so often running ourselves ragged. Think of these next two or three weeks as a way to just breathe. Also, there's so many healthcare workers and first responders who are going to be running around on little to no sleep or rest at this time. Let's lift them up in prayer, the same way that Aaron and her lifted the hands of Moses during the battle. Sometimes loving our neighbors means supporting them in whatever way we can especially in prayer. So maybe it's a season where we could take some extra time to be in prayer. Also, is there anything else that God has put on your heart that you just haven't had the time to do? Right now, I'm enjoying a little extra time being able to clean up the house, organize the closets, make some homemade meals, and have family movie night. And most excitingly for me, sit and batch work on this podcast. It actually takes a lot of time to create and edit this content, so having the extra room to do so has really been a blessing. Lastly, hooray for working remotely. (laughs) I live in New York City, and it is really common to see people who travel over an hour each way to get to work every day. That's two hours a day, five days a week, 10 hours. And many companies are like, they're not really on board yet with allowing those employees to work remotely. So hooray for new opportunities opening up in this area and amen to families having more time to spend with each other. Now, that being said, let's um, also make sure that we are kind to any of our 
service providers. Anyone that maybe is not able to work remotely, just make sure that we are being extra kind and grateful for their services because unlike the those of us who are able to work from home, they aren't. And I'm sure that they could use the kindness, certainly, in this time. So let's do a quick recap. That was, one, treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated. That means not judging their craziness or maybe just some offering some grace, understanding, and compassion in some of the ways that they've been reacting. I know we're all going to need grace. I went to the grocery store this morning, long lines, empty shelves, although... Thank God I, they were definitely refilling the shelves and it, it wasn't totally crazy, but you definitely need grace, right? Number two, tomorrow is not promised to us. We know it, but we do we like know it, know it? Do we apply that? Are we really, really cherishing the little moments that we have? Number three, trust that God is sovereign. He is in control and he is not going to leave you or forsake you. He hasn't let you down yet and he is not going to start now. Number four, can we find any value in this time of rest and quiet? So at this point, I just want to close with a little prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for everyone out there. I just pray that you fill their hearts and their homes with peace and health, Lord, that they understand your sovereignty and that they look to you for answers and not the craziness of the media. Father, I pray for unity among everyone right now, that we learn to just stick together while keeping our social distance, but that Again, remembering that you are in control of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.